Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. I'm still buzzing from the Polyglot Conference. I'm thinking about all the, the fantastic people that I met. I always get inspiration of some kind from the events and one of the things that's really stuck with me is, I mean, i've mentioned this before and, and again i've done nothing about it but I've, I've mentioned before how i am really really excited about uh spending like a month or so getting my italian back um I, it's it's funny like often i'm always kind of thinking well how do languages benefit your life in different ways like for me like living in london and meeting so many cool italian people i feel like learning italian would benefit me so much and um, so for that reason, I am really going to prioritize that. Um, I'm not sh- totally sure when. It's either going to be December or March, one of the two. I'm actually going back to Hong Kong in January, which will be cool. I'm going to spend a couple of months there. And so I really should um, keep my Cantonese up before I head there. I've been working hard on my on my, on my reading and writing of Chinese characters. So uh, I sh- probably shouldn't sabotage that before I get a chance to put it into practice. But anyway... Food for thought. I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, the wonderful italki. If you struggle to get regular speaking practice in your language, if you don't speak enough with real people, then italki is the easiest and most convenient way to actually make sure you get that speaking time. It's what I use two or three times a week to get my Cantonese speaking practice in. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, without any further ado, let's get into today's question from Nicolas. Hi, Ole. This is Nicolas from Argentina. Uh, first of all, thank you for the podcast. It's really useful. So um, at the moment, I'm learning Italian and French. And the thing is, I think when it comes to motivation and language learning, we have uh, similar ones. I just want to reach a level when I can have a meaningful conversation with a native speaker. So when it comes to lessons with tutors, I just focus on talking and talking and talking. So uh, the, the other day, my Italian tutor told me that I'm reaching this like C1, C2 level on my oral skills, but uh, regarding my writing skills and grammar-wise, I'm like an B1 or maybe an A2, actually. So I think this is happening to me in French as well, and I wanted to ask you how can I integrate uh, grammar work and just um, writing skills on my everyday language uh, learning uh, routine? without it to seem hard or maybe uh boring so thank you bye hey nicolas thank you very much for a cool question it is uh, something that people find quite often actually that you know you get very good at speaking and listening because you you know you have you spend a lot of time having conversations and interacting with people um but your your writing in particular can lag behind so it's perfectly common that this happens and you know one question is whether or not you really do have to improve your your writing. You know, if you just learn Italian for fun and in order to communicate with people, you will likely never need to do any serious writing in Italian for your whole life. So I'd say that to begin with, don't feel like it's something that you have to do. Uh, you know, you, you the, the, the time might be better spent 
more profitably spent learning another language, for example. Because becoming a very good writer in another language is an extremely difficult skill. There's a reason that translators only translate into their mother tongue. Writing in another language is extremely difficult. There are very few authors, for example, who write in a foreign language. There are some, but it's a lifetime of work. Okay, so um, that's the, f- the first thing to say. And also, you know, as you identified as someone who just kind of learns for fun um, and for communication, you've got to ask yourself whether you will have enough motivation to really work on your Italian writing and grammar for long enough to to really improve it. Only you can answer that. Now, having said that, if you are feeling kind of stuck at this C1 level, and C1 is fantastic, so congratulations for, for, for getting there for a start. But if you're feeling stuck at C1, and you would like to improve it, and maybe head towards a C2, then the only way you will get there is by a lot of reading. Because C2 is entering into academic territory, so you have to be able, you have to be capable of discussing, of academic discourse, discussing complex topics from different angles using appropriate language. And so if you are interested in taking your Italian up to the next level, then um, reading is what you're going to have to do to get there. I think for you, you know, because you're motivated, because you are very familiar with Italian, I would say that, you know, grammar, I don't think you, I think it's unlikely you, you, you're you going to benefit a lot from studying grammar specifically. I mean, some people really love grammar. And if you want to study Italian grammar, well, you can. But I would say that if you don't do a lot of reading in Italian, then just by starting to read, you will, you will naturally learn a lot of grammar and your grammar will improve as a consequence of reading. So I would definitely start to, to read before you study grammar and before you practice writing. Because the way to become a good writer is to become a good reader. All well-known writers and novelists will say this. If All great writers that you know read a lot of books. It's by studying the craft that you learn to do it yourself. And so really the obvious answer is something that I, I, I just talk a lot about on the podcast, which is just to read widely on topics that interest you. Right now, I, I'm really enjoying reading in French at the moment. When I was in, in Montreal in the summer, I picked up some books in French from uh, the local local bookstore near where I was I was staying in Montreal. And I'm reading a book at the moment. I, I forget the name, but it's about a, a French guy who moved to post-war Japan in the 50s. And he, and he writes about his experiences as a, as a gaijin, as a foreigner in... Tokyo directly after the war, uh, meeting people and, and teaching French. It's just so interesting, and it's all in French. And but and I don't understand everything, but I understand, you know, ninety five percent plus. And because it's really interesting subject matter, I read a lot, and as a result, I'm encountering lots of wonderful grammar, and and, and, and I'm sure that if I needed to write in French, which I never do, but if I did, my writing in French would improve. Uh, so, so Nicholas, find stuff that you're interested in. It's really as simple as that. You know, what books do you like to read in Spanish? Go and read them in French, uh, in Italian and, and in French, if you like. I think you mentioned French as well. Uh, that's the one thing that I would do. So, because y- you mentioned it not being boring and it not being, you know, you want to keep it fun. And so, I don't know if you like reading, but, you know, when, when you're talking about 
getting to high levels in a language, not everything can be fun. There is some hard work that you that's unavoidable. But I think you know the, the best case really is finding books that interest you. So that's up to you. You can read novels, you can read non-fiction. Non-fiction tends to be easier. So I'm reading, you know, there's basically a travel book that I'm reading at the moment, right? A guy or a biography. Um, so go and grab some, some non-fiction books, whether it, what I don't, I don't know what you're interested in, whether it's football or business or uh, ecology, I don't know, <laughs> whatever it may be. Find those books in Italian, start reading them. You will, um, you will see great results. The other obvious thing to do, and you know, it, it's not as important because it's less in depth, but it would help. Uh, is to think what elements of your daily life can you move into Italian? The more reading you can do for a, a, a real purpose, the better. So, you know, can you get your news in Italian? Can you use Google in Italian? Can you switch Facebook into Italian? Yeah, these things by themselves won't have a dramatic difference, but they will just get you reading more and more. And, you know, more reading is a good thing. Um, obviously, in the case of, you know, reading the news or Facebook or whatever, it's pretty, it can be quite superficial sometimes. But it's better than nothing. If you want to do some writing specifically, then what I would recommend you do is to do some work with your teacher and do some writing based on your reading. So if you read a book about a guy moving to Tokyo, for example, read a chapter and then write a summary of that chapter and send it to your teacher. And then she can he or she can correct you and um, can help you that way. Often, you know, this question looms of, you know, well, what do I write about? Well, the best way to have something to write about is to, again, use the stuff that you're reading and consuming. So whatever it is that you're reading, try and do some writing on that topic. That way your teacher, that way you are motivated to write and your teacher has something to look at and to give you feedback on. Okay, so I hope that's useful for you. Good luck and uh, let me know how it goes. If you would like to leave a question like Nicolas, then you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask there's a little button you can press to to leave a question. Well over a hundred of you have done that now. We're on episode, well, what is this now? This is episode 222, 222. Um, but not every episode has a question. I, I reckon we probably had at least 150 questions now. So that's fantastic. Keep it coming. If you'd like to ask me a question, then do. In fact, many of you guys who I met in um, Iceland last week said, oh, you know, I've been meaning to ask a question for ages, but I never have. Well, now's your time. Think of a question. And send it to me. I promise I'll answer it as long as it's not, as long as it's not how many, can, as long as it's not, can I learn three languages at the same time <laughs> that I guarantee you I will answer it. All right. Now, at the end of every episode, I'd like to leave you with a resource of some kind. And today I have a quote for you from none other than Samuel Johnson, who of course is the father of the modern English dictionary. And he said, the greatest part of a writer's time is spent in reading in order to write. A man will turn over half a library to make one book. That's something I always try to remember when I think about my own time spent reading in general in life. So I hope that provides you with a suitable dose of inspiration. Nicolas, to do some more reading yourself and to become a better writer. See you in the next episode. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course. 